In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Dear faithful, many saints have lived by this motto, Tempus fugit, memento mori. Time flies, remember death. The season of Advent is once again upon us, beginning this Sunday. It's only too obvious, this rather barren sanctuary, the flowers and relics removed from the altar even this morning through negligence. I forgot to put out our antependium, this large piece of violet fabric covering the bottom half of the altar. And so those at the 7 a.m. Mass were treated to an extra dose of austerity. A whole new liturgical year has come, the old one having gone by so quickly. And every new liturgical year brings with it, of course, an opportunity for great spiritual renewal, a true putting on of the new man of Jesus Christ. For how many times over the last year would we look back and see verified these words, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. This is the sense of St. Paul's exhortation to us today. Brethren, knowing that it is now the hour for us to rise from sleep, for our salvation is nearer than when we believed. The night is past, and the day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. You might well object that this is all, that this sounds good, but it's all easier said than done. But is such diffidence warranted? Is this the vacillating spirit our Lord should expect to find in us? St. Paul tells us in his second epistle to St. Timothy, For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, and of love, and of sobriety. No man conscious of his own weakness can be faulted for at least being tempted to think that the work of inner conversion is simply too difficult. But if we accept this attitude, we are like soldiers who lay down their arms before the battle is over. There is, in fact, a virtue which would seem particularly suited to Advent, the season of penance, and that is holy confidence. Even the introit of, of this Mass makes it plain in the words of the psalmist that holy confidence, which is really trust in God must be one of the qualities found in the souls of those who truly desire to serve him. To thee have I lifted up my soul. In thee, O oh my God, I put my trust. Let me not be ashamed, neither let my enemies laugh at me, for none of them that wait on thee shall be confounded. Our Lord himself, on the night of his arrest, the face of apostles, nearly overcome with fear, spoke these words to them. Have confidence, for I have overcome the world. The problem for most of us is, we, is that we do not possess the confidence which excludes all anxiety and doubt. St. Peter was overcome with dread well before the night of our Lord's arrest at the miraculous catch of the multitude of fishes after having been directed to lower the nets by Christ. Sensing the infinite distance between his own littleness and sinfulness, 
and the greatness of God incarnate, he exclaimed, Depart from me, O Lord, for I am a sinful man. And our own comportment is often like that of St. Peter. We scarcely dare approach God when we seem to ourselves to be in a state of sin. We flee from his presence. We shudder at the thought of being in the presence of the Blessed Sacrament. The unspoken thought is that God, who is entirely without the blemish of sin or imperfection, would recoil in horror at our crimes and then pronounce the condemnation. How realistic is this, though? Have we not received and do we not continue to receive a thousand proofs of God's benevolence despite our sins? Is it not the case that he has routinely multiplied his mercies in the face of our sins? Other souls lack faith. Not, of course, perhaps not that common faith which all receive in the sacrament of baptism, but they find it hard to believe that God could take a particular interest, a concrete concern in their own specific even little needs. But our Lord asks, asks of us this special, concrete faith. Remember that he required it of all those who asked miracles of him to the father of the possessed boy. He said, if thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. He spoke the same words to St. Margaret Mary Alacoque. If thou canst believe, Thou shalt see the power of my heart and the magnificence of my love. Confidence is what Job had. Look at what he was reduced to. He lost all his wealth. His children were killed. His health was ruined with an ulcer that covered his body from heel to neck. And as he sat there on a hill of animal dung, he was insulted by his own wife and his so-called friends. And how did he respond with these implacable words? Although the Lord should kill me, I will trust in him. Confidence, you surely understand, is not what the world usually makes of it. It's not founded on a reliance upon our own strengths, but the strength of God. It causes us to be distrustful of, of creatures, most especially ourselves and our own intelligence, and our own judgment, our knowledge, our skills, our connections, everything. To those who object that this attitude, however, would lead to a, a certain dangerous passivity, a sort of crossing of the arms and just awaiting divine in intervention in every little thing. Nothing could be further from the truth, for confidence propels us to act, to imitate God who is pure act by a generous productivity in our own lives. But at the same time that we would expect all the efficacy of our actions to come from the power of God. This virtue even goes so far as to make us rejoice in being deprived of human help. After his conversion, St. Francis of Assisi despised the dreams of glory that he had once been so enthralled by. 
He fled human gatherings. He withdrew into the forest to remain vigilant in long periods of prayer. Our Lord once said to a holy religious, if I am good to all, I am very good to those souls who confide in me. Dost thou know which souls take the greatest advantage of my goodness? They are those who hope the most. Confident souls steal my graces. During this month of Advent, then, stir up your confidence in God. Make your list of resolutions, or perhaps even better, make one resolution, and commit yourself to it with the assurance that God powerfully aids those who trust in him. Write it down. Put it somewhere where you, where you will see it frequently. For a large part of our sluggishness in practicing virtue comes from our forgetfulness, our negligence, and not bringing to mind often enough the efforts we have already determined ourselves to. If we can bring ourselves to remain confident that the Lord rejects no sinner who sincerely asks of him the grace of amendment, then please God, in four weeks' time, we will be celebrating not only the coming of Christ in the stable of Bethlehem, but above all, in our hearts. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, Amen.